about how long you've been DJing and like how your music has been sampled and all that stuff. Progressed. Oof. Alright, so started when I was like six. I watched my dad. He used to work with like really, really old school guys. He he started out like back in history with like Frankie Knuckles. Oh really? So you so yeah. you, you, you happen to know like a lot of the, like the backgrounds of the history of house and stuff like that. Oh like, of course. That's where I started and grew up on. So did you like did you ever have you been to Chicago? Did you ever Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've played Detroit, I've played Chicago. Oh wow. I've played I've played pretty much everywhere the genre started. I even been yeah. I even lived in Amsterdam for a while and studied Dutch house and where that shit came from. That's nuts. You hearing this man? Like this is <laughs> Um, I am the definition of househead. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so I guess, I guess, um, what do you think? How has that genre evolved? Because I really want to know, like, how would you say? Because house isn't just. There's so many different veins of house music. You were telling me jungle before, and like right. I was talking about UK garage and 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 all these other different subgenres. How do you, how do you... I differentiate them by sound design and the drops. Okay. Deep House is more Tom Drum, Kuba, more of like that type of sound with, layered with, a, with a, like a really, really nasty sub bass. Bass House, Garage, that's more closer to dubstep wub sound design. If you listen to Deep Dub, if you listen to like old school Skrillex, if you listen to some rhythm nowadays, yeah, yeah. So that's another thing too. If you listen to the sound design of the drops, you'll yeah. hear the, the the similarities. Yeah, you'll so, hear where certain sounds in house come from. I mean, or where certain sounds in other genres of EDM. So you were asking me about my background and how I like to mix and all that stuff, and and it's funny because I, I was telling you I have I, I like a lot of hip hop. Um, the reason. I'm saying this is because I also, um, around 2006, 2007, when like Lady Sovereign signed with Jay Z, I was really big into that whole grime scene, and nice. I was like really like, um, and I just I saw dubstep evolve from that. I like yeah, witnessed it, of course, and like grime was influenced by dubstep. If a dubstep had a baby with some other genre and created grime and what we now know as trap, yeah, I mean definitely structure, I, BPM, yeah, sound design, yeah, same. I mean, you know, uh, and I kind of wanted to know. I guess you know, do you, do you think that the evolution, the continued evolution of house music, will continue to feed into the continued evolution of hip hop music? Yes. Especially with the G house and bass house movement, yeah. Because both of those, that now with both of those G house and bass house, those came from hip hop influence. That is the influence that hip hop had on house music. Right. If you're curious about that, look up G house. Look up guys like Mala. Mala is the greatest example. He literally takes Biggie small sam vocal samples and incorporates them in his music. Also, with Bass House, look up A-Trip. He mixes that grime trap sound with House. So it'll start with, it'll be like a 75, like 80 BPM break. And you'll be like, whoa, this is fucking trap. So, and then out of nowhere, a drop will come and it'll be like House Tempo, that, that, that hi-hat, four-to-the-floor kick drum with dubstep bass sound design. 
So, obviously, I, I, I'm assuming you've heard this. Uh, That's sick, yes. Yeah, the Firepower remix. Um, yes. Yeah, so this is just, I just wanted to pull this up because um, this is a very famous Big, Big L sample. Like, okay. so that, so like a lot of people that goes over their heads and stuff, like, hip hop's been sampled. Notorious by Mala is a track that made him big. It is a sample from Biggie Smalls back to Cali. Really? Yes. I know. Tio. All right. Oh. Oh my God. So that's actually really interesting. Um, and I've seen this album before too. So EDM Golden Age. I've seen, I've seen um, the album artwork. That uh, the record label is Confession. Shami owns that label. Also similar style to Mala. I believe Shami Mala is Shami's apprentice, based on their relationship. Interesting. Nobody knows who Mala is. There's like conspiracies behind his name. He created an, inter an internet conspiracy with himself. And that's another thing too, in terms of marketing. Yes. I want to say that House is the most commercial right now. Oh, absolutely, but it's and also... the most easily marketable in the dance music scene. That's what I was going to say. It's really easy to market um, because of just the fact that, you know, you don't need to show your face and all of a sudden you're like mystery man, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. So have you ever seen... I That's don't marketing know, gold right there. Have you ever heard of Danger? Um, he's like a house DJ from France who had been doing like this mask stuff. I know the entire French scene. I'm going I'm to <laughs> say he's been doing it... Um, Maybe not before Dead Mouse, but about as long as Dead Mouse. I don't consider Dead Mouse the definition of masked artist and concealed mystery identity because everybody knows who that is. Yeah, correct. But I'm just <laughs> saying, you know, the fact that he never goes anywhere without the helmet is like, you know, the, the helmet. I'd say more the helmet is his thing rather than a cover up of identity and that whole mystery man concept that's easily marketable. I. I I people, agree with that. People figured out who he is. He doesn't give a fuck about his identity. He shows the world who he is. He fucking streams live without the mask. I mean, I think you can really, if you really... Takes his mask off during sets because that shit get, wearing that shit oak for an hour and I a mean, half. It's it, annoying. But I you think know? if you really, like, whittle it down and stuff like that, you could really... You could even find out who Banksy is if you wanted to. I mean, I know 3D of mass, um, uh, Massive Attack said that at one point. So... Well, see, I break it down as ma certain mass DJs, you, nobody knows who they are. Right. And there's conspiracies trying to figure out who they are. At right. the end of the day, it's not proven. Guys like Deadmau5, it's obvious. He takes his mask off during sets. He streams live without his mask. You know, he, he, his identity is obvious. What I consider a mass DJ is, like, he's wear he wears a mask and only his mask, and that's all you know. You don't know what's under the mask. Right. Correct. What's under the mask is merely a conspiracy. It's a theory. Right. 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 Yeah. Nobody's ever met him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, how can you know who he is if nobody's ever met him? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. It's, you know, it's definitely, um, you know... Uh, like, uh, Daft Punk has been proven. So, it's funny that you mentioned Dead Daft Mouse, Punk. Dead Mouse has been proven. They have been seen before. Yeah. The Daft Punk has, yeah, Daft Punk. Has Everybody shown their knows face. who Daft Punk is under the However, mask. However, everybody knows who Dead Mouse is. Now, under now the this mask. is something that um, came out about, I'm gonna say, almost a decade ago, and it says eight years ago, and um, basically, the rumor mill was all of a sudden these things just popped up on the internet called the Third Twin. 
and the rumor okay. mill was that it was secretly Daft Punk performing like a secret show in, um, you know, somewhere in uh, South uh, America. It turns out it was his, like his cousin or something. Oh, this yeah. is part of this band, but the sound is their talk box sound is dead on Daft Punk sound, and it it. So I'm gonna see if maybe I can actually play it right now. I don't think so. No, you can. Yeah, you just have to change it. Yeah, that funky house sound. So they have like, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of. Diff- I mean, it's hard not to. That's Daft Punk sound design right there. I mean, it's hard not to... A Moog bass, that's all it is. It's, Moog bass and saws, it's, that's what they play with. It's, and definitely, it's definitely like, you know, it's not impossible to recreate. Oh, no, it's not. It's literally a Moog. It's, yeah. yeah it's not right. If you have any Moog, you're good. Right. Or an so, M5. So it's not impossible for somebody to, to make these sounds on their own. It's just... That goes with any sound design or any producer or any artist. So when these came it's out, a lot, of, pe- a lot of people were like, oh my God, this is secret Daft Punk. <laughs> And, of course, and and I still I, I and think this that's... is this is still like early days of the internet even, and like so people people yeah exactly it was like this was this was on like these were on like websites that like don't even exist anymore like Newsvine or something like that and it's like it was very strange to me because of the fact that it sounds so it sounds so much like a deaf. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, seriously. Um, okay, so this influence question, here's my answer to it. Okay. I am not influenced by a specific artist or a specific sound. I'm influenced by the culture of house music. The peace, the love, the unity, and the respect of the EDM culture. That's what influences me. I want to create an energy and unite everybody together with my sound. With a simple four-to-the-floor beat. That's awesome. No, that's that's... I mean, I think that's what people look for in an artist. People look for like that real sort of like I'm dedicated. I'm trying to make my own way. I'm trying to yeah. create my own sound. I'm trying to make it unique because exactly. because a lot of stuff also happens to sound yeah. very similar. You know, I I want to you know. So I want to ask you um, because you did mention Skrillex before, and I yeah. am not a huge fan. I just use him as the best example because he's everybody good, knows who he is. He's a good example. He is a good example. He's, he's an example of what a dubstep track should sound like. Right. Even though it's fucking horrible, and there's way better artists, but if I tell you the artists that are better, you're going to be like, who the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Maybe. Maybe. You know? Chances are, I'm going to name an underground artist that you may or may not know. Or people listening to your podcast may or may not know. Good, they like, want to sh- learn. They like, I'm learn. sure a lot of people don't know who Monks is. Monks is a good example of oh, how no. dubstep <laughs> ch- turned into a rhythm sound. <laughs> yeah. Datsik is another example. He's more a little bit more famous. Right. He's in between Monks and Skrillex. Monks is like famous in the underground. Right. If you're not really into dubstep like that and you don't go to a lot of underground dubstep shows, more than likely you're not going to know who Monks is unless you stumbled upon one of his tracks on YouTube that have like a million hits. So, um, would you say that, like, there's another, another point I want to bring in is, is, you know, the similarities between artists, is, uh, artists and, and, and um, how even, like, things like Spotify and, and, and um, 
title and all these other things, you know, they relate, they try to loop, lump artists together, basically. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I feel like they're completely inaccurate. Like, why are you putting Carl Cox with Avicii? Like, that makes no sense. Because that's two completely different styles to me. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's something that, that I think that goes over people's heads, is the fact that house yeah. music is so broad. It is. It's broad, but the differences lie... I narrow it down to the three, to the few, five or six most common subgenres of house, and the difference between those is the sound design, and sometimes even structure. Techno has a more tribal sound to it, right? More of a rumbly baseline. Right. The baseline sounds more like a rumble, like a like a drum roll, right? And that's your sub baseline, and that's your baseline, and everything. The rest of the track is built on that. Progressive House, which is that mainstream Avicii, Hardwell, Tiesto sound, that comes from trance. If, it you, does. Ta if you take it does. trance and don't play it at 130 or 140 BPM and you play it at 126, 128, you're going to have Progressive House. Well, that's the other thing, too. I've also noticed a lot of, you know, back, back when I was... But essentially, that's trance sound design. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. Because back when I was listening to that style of house, um, it was during a time when I want to say like I don't want to say it was in flux or anything like that but it was like I felt like trance music was in a state where it was becoming more mainstream like with the Hardwells and with the and with the um, you know yeah. um, but their styles came from trance literally Afro Jackson even you know? yeah. yeah all those guys literally what they did was took trance and played it at one between 126 and 128 rather than 130 or 140 right yet don't get me wrong there are some trans producers that produce at those BPMs right and that's where I argue and say they're not trans producers they're progressive house producers <laughs> a AVB I guess would fall into ACB Yes, uh, Tiesto even, Adagio for stream, stuff like that, yes. Um, Armin? Tala 2 XLC, that's another guy. More underground, but has dabbled in mainstream. Yeah. Um, Armin, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's so much out there, too, is also the other thing. And, and there's and different types of trance, too. There's Goa, there is Psy, and... All the differences break down to, into the sound design. Some are deeper than others. Some are more melodic. Some are in the middle, and that's tribal. <laughs> right. right. There's tribal, there's melodic, and there's deep. Melodic is progressive, deep is deep. <laughs> so I also want to... Tribal is like rumbly, lots of toms, lots of bungles. I also want to ask you this, because this is something I happen to know just from my own experiences and it gets a little dark at this point but um you know a lot of the sounds um i wouldn't say that the sounds but a lot of the um i mean a lot of the fans are um you know doing different types of things you know oh yeah party. totally yeah. when i produce a trans track i'm totally trying to induce somebody's trip yeah totally any any artist that tells you any differently is completely lying straight up ass <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that you're f that frank with it because the truth is that people. I try to when I DJ, I try to cater to what people are on. I figure out what's going around the most in that night, and I try to cater the music to that because the last thing I want is to ruin somebody's higher trip and get get them sick for the night. Because right, that's the shit that makes you sick. That's what gets you sick if the, if a certain vibe is off or not right. Yeah, and it's 
contradicting with how your trip is or how your high is, you will get sick and you will possibly get some really bad things. That's how seizures at shows happen. People yeah. take the wrong thing. The DJ is not aware of what's going around. He plays the wrong thing, and the vibe messes up, and the person gets seriously sick. I think. I think also some of it has to do with how much of things that they take, and and and. and yes, but it's also the direction that the trip is going as well. I, I don't disagree with that. I think that. Um, I think that a very like when I play minimal. You'll only hear me play minimal if coke is what's going around because that's the genre that's associated with minimal. Because of how because of how it's structured, because of how that drum is, because of how that bass pluck is, because of how the sound design in minimal is, it induces and makes you feel better listening to that on coke because of the energy. Same with hardstyle, same with side trance, same with any really fast genre. So it's funny that you say that because you know I, I mean I wouldn't say that I'm always you know messed up. When I listen to you know breakbeat or or, or hardstyle, but um, you know, I, I definitely would say that it induces a sort of yeah. energy for yeah. sure. For sure, because music is all about energy. So are drugs. At the end of the day, drugs and music are are on the same pl- are on the same playing level spiritually because it's all energy. And I think it's all manipulation of energy and, I and think, frequency. Some drugs. And I think there's a disconnect between sometimes the artists. And their artistic process, whatever drugs that they take while they're doing it, maybe, maybe, maybe not, obviously, uh, you know, however they It depends work. on the artist and how, he, and how much he knows about the drug so he can play with it. Right. And then also, conversely, how other people who are not on that drug or, or on something completely different will yeah. react to Some that Some people music. are just high on life and understand it. Yeah. Some people are actually high and understand it even more. <laughs> I mean, there's, 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 a, there's a serious truth to that. There, there, is. there really is. And a lot of artists don't like to admit it because the race scene has a bad name with drugs. And no, it's not all about drugs. It's how people are uniting through that sound and dancing together. Right. And having a good time. That's what it's really all about. That's what it's supposed to be about. That's what it's supposed to be about. But us producers like to make, have fun. Oh, this person is on acid. Let me play this and see how they react. It's also that idea in there. Oh, this person is on Molly. Let me play some house music. Because you really, really feel house music. The vibe is right in house. There has a groove. You can feel that sub bass. They're more sensitive to like bass frequencies. Let me see how they react to dubstep and house music and heavy bass genres. This kind of loops me back to the whole Avicii thing now. Because I want to say... He died because of drug use. Yes, absolutely. He was a heavy upper user. So that's what I'm going to say is is there's also a downside to this. Because DJs get addicted. They're like, oh wow, I need to understand this drug and take it so I can produce better. Because that's the mentality they go into it. And they're like, well, now I OD'd because I took too much. I mean, you know, it's... To me, there's something deeper with that than than just that because there's... You know, we see it with a lot of artists. We see these these artists wind up having mystery cocktails. They they call them like you know what I mean. Like they wind up taking like one thing for their blood pressure, and then something conversely for you know to stay awake, and then something else to you know something else to go back to sleep. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh well, I shouldn't have taken that thing to keep me awake and also put me to sleep at the same time because you know those you know things like that happen, and you know people o- overdose like by accident so I, I think there's more to it than just 
And there definitely should be some control. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't want to say that I don't believe in drug use. I don't believe in how certain people use it and abuse it. I don't believe in the abuse of drugs. I believe in controlled use. You can control any substance. Look at Adderall. That's an amphetamine. That's everything. You're ta- Adderall, you're taking meth when you're doing Adderall. But the reason why you're not, you're not dying when you can take the shit is because a doctor's telling you use this much of it. Right. Right. People right. have to really study the drugs and know how much of it's used. And obviously there are drugs that are just toxic and that will just kill you instantly. There is that too. Stay away from those. Right. You don't got to do those. You don't. There's drugs that... that <laughs> yeah, that's heroin, that's meth, that's crack. Yeah, Just don't do that. Drugs, drugs are bad, okay? You know what those are. <laughs> okay. You know. And I also don't believe that it starts with pot. I, I, I don't believe either. So it does not start with pot. That's a whole nother. That's, that's a whole nother conversation, man. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I, com- I completely agree with you on that. Um, I um, be with so- what I say is be with somebody that has experience with them. They're like, all right, if you take this much, you will get addicted and you will go down that road. But if you take this much and experience it, you'll be fine. I believe that type of use exists. It. I mean, it definitely does because exist. Because I, I hate admitting it, but I've done every rave drug and I am not addicted to a single one. I could live without it. I could give a fuck about it. I only did it for the experience so I would understand how people feel on it so I could cater the music to it when they're on that at the party. Right. I'll know what to do when there's acid right. going around that night. I'll know how to play when there's Molly. Right. I'll know how to play when there's Coke. Right. I'll know how to play when there's ecstasy. Right. I'll know how to play when they're, when they're on shrooms. Right. I'm not saying I do those drugs actively and I'm addicted to them. No, uh, but I would say I would say that <laughs> in terms of Stop, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, in trouble. We're having a real conversation about rave drugs, and we're putting perspective and light into it. Oh my gosh. What did you think he said? I don't want to know what he heard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he heard. He heard a different word that starts with R-A and has a P in it. <laughs> I thought I said it too the way it's, I would, I have a, almost, an, I have an underbite so certain words and letters that I pronounce sound. No, 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 we're talking about rave drugs. We're having a conversation about that and shedding some light on it. That's the topic of the podcast. Not That's like the old Chicago Glee House. That's what they used to call it. So, that's what started. That's what started the tech movement. Yeah, yeah. So I, I also want to talk to you about. Um, what do you think of bounce like that style of music? Because I think that's like making a surge too now. Yes, uh, bounce is more Jersey Club, more Moonbaton. You know, more along that realm. And I haven't, you know, it's funny you say Moonbaton. It's that's a word I haven't heard in about like five years. So it's like, because um, but that's essentially what it is. Dave Nada pretty much owned. Moonbaton at that time, you know. Um, yeah, Dylan Francis took over. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, not a strong. And Diplo. started it, and and Diplo, and and they really took the reins. So it's like, um, and I really like Diplo uh, a lot, even though 
and a lot of people seem to think that he's like taking a lot of elements of dancehall now. He is. He is. Because that's what bounce is. That's That's where dancehall came from. Yeah. No. Exactly. And And bounce came from what was it? Uh, Breakbeats. Breakbeats, and I think it started in the D.C. area. Something like that. Yeah. And it's Louisiana too. Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. It's like Louisiana, south, DC, yeah. it's like southern, it's a southern style. Yeah. And it's um it's catching on. And I it mean, it comes from the tribal sound of the Africans when they would sit around the fire and dance in weird skirts and costumes and masks. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the structure and the musicality and the composition. That's what that is. It's more jam based. And and I think there's a lot of emotion to it. I think that people are See it, feel it. I think, um, I don't know. Did you see that Kanye West clip from over the weekend? No, I don't don't follow hip hop. (laughs) I got you. He was, um, I make some hip hop beats, I dabble with it for fun, but I don't really. That's cool. That's cool, though. Um, I don't really care about it. (laughs) Like that. No, but I mean, um, especially modern hip hop, I could give a fuck. I care about more of the history. Big L, the, the, the Cleveland Gids. The NWA, Beastie Boys, even. Yeah, I mean, you know, those are classics. But you know, yeah. it's funny that you mention, you know, House. I like the classic boombox scene. And even when you mention House in talking about Beasties and stuff, I mean, there wouldn't be a Beastie Boys without House music. No. There wouldn't be. Uh, there wouldn't be. There wouldn't be a boom bap movement without house music. There wouldn't have been a cool G rap. There wouldn't have been. Um, there wouldn't have been a big L. There, there wouldn't His have producer been a... is boom bap, and there wouldn't be a Tupac either. Tupac no, is the right. most classic version of boom bap there is. I mean, classic example, not version, wrong word. The most classic example of boom bap there is that West Coast sound that comes from house. It, house and bounce had a baby and they made boom bap. Basically, basically, it, it all came from the DJ. Yeah. Which it's, all started with the invention of the Roland 808. I, I, I think you could go even further back than that. I mean, you definitely yeah. have... I've heard some people say some On things... 707s, like, too. I've heard some NPCs and stuff like that have been used. And um, Oh, yeah, there has. But the sound, that the one that we all know, that commercial sound... That come that didn't start until the invention of the 808, and people yeah. figured out how to use that drum as a sub bass. Right. Right. No, I mean, um, it wouldn't. We wouldn't be where we are at without house music. So I think that's a relevant conversation, and the fact that it continues and to evolve. Every producer should dabble with it. It only makes you better because it understands where your sound came from. I like that. I like that a lot. That's 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 a I think that's a good way to leave this. It's a good ending to this podcast, yo. Every producer, if you're listening out there, every producer should at least dabble in something. You know, get out of your comfort zone and dabble with some house. Produce some house. Produce that four to the floor, one twenty six to one twenty eight track. I like that. That's dope. Yeah. All implement right. implement what you know, sound design wise, and make a house track. Thank you for doing this with me, man. No problem, man. Appreciate it. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.